Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the program. We are flying on a Monday afternoon and we're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Make sure you check it out. Go and see Alex and the team, sbsfence.com.au. The listeners are there, SENQ 693am in Brisbane, SEN 1170am Sydney. Download that SEN app. If you missed anything out of that first hour with Staffy or Zachy Bailey, go and search for wherever it is you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, etc. Afternoons with Jimmy Smith. The podcast interviews will all be up. one 1170 That's the open line number. If you want to be a part of the program today, your chance to win $100 cash. We're asking you what innovation should we bring back from American sport? doesn't have to be just NFL. Tailgating is getting lots of ticks. We'll get to them very shortly. Uh, the text line 0457-736-736. Trent Thomas, the uh, managing director at Media Week, coming up very shortly. We'll get afternoons amplified with Coach K as well more information around this article on the daily telegraph it's on the website i don't think it's in the newspaper today but they're they're calling it the hall of shame nrl players turned into convicted criminals so really enjoying the support of news limited across this one is the game of rugby league uh please tell us how much news limited is playing paying for the broadcast rights of the nrl that'd be great just you know Anytime you want that, that'd be fantastic. In the meantime, we get articles like that. It's a 17. What did they describe it as? The team of the penitentiary. Thank you for the promotion of the code. It's really fantastic to be valued partners alongside of you. Oh, and guess who wrote the article? Guess who was more than courageous enough to put their name to it? Guess who wrote it? Staff writers. Fairdicum. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. And... The good news, you know what the, the good news is? They've now got a correct picture uh, of Dane Laurie, the, the correct Dane Laurie that they've got in their team of the penitentiary. Uh, not the Dane Laurie that's currently playing in the National Rugby League that they had up previously. So well done, you, News Limited, on getting it right. Great stuff. Really, really great to be a partner of the game with the National Rugby League. We're talking about the 14-man squad that's been named for this test match, the 14th of December. You'll hear it here on SEN. Uh, we've had Mitchell Johnson say on David Warner. We've had Tim Payne say on Mitchell Johnson say on George Bailey. We've had India defeat Australia in the T20, the fifth game of the series. They lose the series 4-1. The Australians, Joachim Neiman is the Australian Open champ, but guess what? He looks like to be the last one here at the Australian 
feeling that it could go to Melbourne. We'll speak to James Sutherland. He's Golf Australia CEO. We'll speak to him tomorrow about that. And we're also asking, who should be the coach of the Kiwis? Who's going to coach? Wayne Bennett said, I'm available. He's put the, the shingle out the front of the shop, said, yep, I'm available. But based on what we've had from the Kiwis, there's only those involved in the pathways that are unavailable. So it's only Michael Maguire, it's only Mal Meninga, and it's only Billy Slater. But apart from that, everyone else who's a professional coach in the world of rugby league would be available to coach the Kiwis. So we'll wait and see how that plays out. Sorry to be that guy, Jimmy. The NRL season is over. Here's a bigger issue at the moment. Football in this country. Does anyone remember the scenes from around the country of the Socceroos at the World Cup? You don't get those scenes in NRL or AFL yet. The Socceroos don't have a home base. Hobart is getting money for a stadium for a non-existent team. Queensland is spending $2.7 billion on one venue. Yet, there's nothing for football. Has everyone already forgotten the Matildas finished fourth? Junior football numbers are still increasing because of our national teams. That's George up there in Brisbane. George, where would you have it? They don't need a ground. There's so many rectangular-shaped grounds around Australia that are fantastic. Where would you put it? I think the Matildas were based out of Brisbane, weren't they? And there's all that talk about a statue for running fourth. But we'll put it in Queensland. Suncorp Stadium, are they going to get the support? Melbourne would probably be another one. Combank Stadium at Parramatta, there's a, a perfect home ground for the Matildas. Um, based on what we saw out of the World Cup, and I know you don't get a World Cup, well, you get it once in your lifetime, if you're lucky, at your, in your home country. But Combank Stadium wasn't anywhere near big enough for the number of people who were looking to attend Matilda's games. So um, they could have a core stadium up the road. But um, that's, I, I don't know. You need to tell me more information there, George. Uh, you need to tell me more information. Uh, Jimmy, this is from Statsy from Freshwater. I've tailgated many a time over in America, and it is an event in itself. My mates in Florida flew to Phoenix, Arizona, for the NCAA championship game when Florida beat Ohio State. They sat in the car park and tailgated and didn't bother paying the $1,500 tickets. There were 65,000 people in the stadium and about 80,000 people in the car park. With stricter drink driving laws in Australia and licensing laws, it'll never happen, which is such a shame because tailgating fits the Australian culture perfectly. One thing they can get rid of in the NRL is the incessant blasting of music between every pause in play. It's a deterrent in getting me to game. So there you go. It's very loud in here, isn't it? Which is the older person's lament at every nightclub around the globe. Uh, Thank you, Statsy. Yeah, it is the licensing that's going to stop Australia from doing it. But tailgating is an experience all what do you say? All in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Keep those text messages coming in. Uh, 0457 736 736. The open line number's the same as well. one 1170 Up now, though, Trent Thomas. As always, on a Monday, we like to have a look at what you've been looking at over the course of the weekend. Interesting weekend from a sporting perspective. So lots of finals on, certainly in the women's sport. A great finish to the Australian Open Golf too, And a few complaints talking about um, Channel 9 and what they did during the course of the golf. To get across all of that, the general manager of everything, I believe, at Media Week, uh, newly installed director, uh, all sorts of speculation last week about what his his title change, but uh, I'm talking about our man Trent Thomas. He's back. G'day, T. Hey, Jimmy. I prefer Grand Poober. 
Mate, we're, hey, if you want to be called Grand Poober, we'll call you Grand Poober, okay? Uh, let's let's go with that. Um, all right, mate, let's get into it. The first thing that, um, yes, we'll get to the finals, but the Matildas, who is in, undoubtedly the sporting story for Australia in, in 2023. They played on Saturday. They lost convincingly against a very um, highly regarded Canada team. But we think it was just less than 2% of the total audience that watched them last time play in this country. I mean, how do we explain that, Trent? I think it's the appeal of a World Cup, right? With those premium tournaments, with those high stakes, kind of galvanise the country into a very community-based mindset. It's hard to maintain that feeling for what, let's be honest, is a throwaway game without real consequences. Yeah. This is like a grand final or the finals in NRL AFL rate better too. It's the stakes. Yeah. You care about stakes. It was also, you know, two PM on Saturday, not a great time slot. And you know, most of the promotion for the match was on channel ten, which has a lower audience share in general. So it kind of creates an echo chamber when you're promoting it to a lower to a lower audience than channel seven had sunrise and seven news and really big tent poles in the mornings and in the prime time to promote the Matilda games as well. Yeah. And there was obviously just larger coverage and promotion of the World Cup in general. So there's a good chance that this game, one of the number, reasons for the numbers is that people just weren't aware of the game happening as much as they were of the World Cup and then factor in stakes and time slots. And those things start to paint more of a picture as to why, but then at the same time, over a hundred thousand, you know, so argue that that made it the best performing women's sport of the weekend that featured two grand finals. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, interesting around that too. And and Channel Ten, as you say, the smaller numbers there. Shout out to everyone at Channel Ten who I know love to listen to this um, segment. So let's go to the WBBL. That was Saturday night. It was a cracking game, tight finish. So it had everything there. So good numbers on free to wear. Good numbers on the alternate channel too for for Channel Seven, um, where people had to find it. And very good numbers on Fox too. So. WBBL, they'd be pretty happy with that final, I would have thought, Trent. Yeah, I thought, you know, a total of 249,000, and that's not even a true total because you're not factoring in BVOD and regional. That's a combination of Metro, Free to Air, and National Foxtel. So you're probably looking more like 350 at a minimum, which yep. is like a really solid number across everything. Um, and you said the Foxtel number of 80,000 is really strong. So that's um, is a really good number there. And then Seven will be happy with the 170. So I think the WBBL overall, they have the results, but finishing really strongly with the grand final, bringing in a big audience. Uh, and, and we've talked a lot on this program about the timing of the AFLW competition, which they say, okay, we're not going to run it parallel to our men's AFLW. The NRLW is run parallel to the NRLW competition. But again, we've got some really strong numbers coming out for the AFLW uh, grand final. And congratulations to the Brisbane Lions on winning that one. Yeah, almost identical to WBBL, right? Total yeah. 257, so only 8,000 more than WBBL with um, slightly more on Foxtel and a little bit more on free to air. Um, it's a, like it's a good model because you basically have AFL running into December 
um, across the men's and the women's. Like, I like the NRLW model too because it kind of helps with the crowds, especially with the Newcastle women's team was having crowds of 15,000 to their games because yeah. the, men, the men's were on after and the men's were on a 10-match winning streak. So it helped kind of pump audience in and interest because they're getting paired with it. So you can see the model for both. I think AFLW is probably more ready from a TV point of view to stand on its own, which is why it makes sense to run it now. And NRLW, which is a little bit younger and taking a little bit longer to establish, makes sense to kind of pair it with the men's. But I think, you know, these results kind of just indicate what the AFL was doing with the AFLW. You know, at 250,000 across Metro, free to air, and subscription TV, and Nathan Factoring and KO, like we talked about, which we'll yes. get. Thanks to the announcement um, earlier this year about them partnering with Kantar, we'll be getting more and more information moving forward. But for now, we're still factor trying to guesstimate what KO is. So, you know, there's a good chance that both of these games, when you add everything up, we're over 400,000 each, which is, you know, a great result. Yeah. Um, for both sports and women's yeah. sports in general. Yeah. So it's been a weekend for women's sport. We've got Matilda's, AFLW, WBBL, lots of competition, and they all did pretty well. Uh, and when you consider that the for the women's state of origin, which has now gone to three games, which seemed really obvious, uh, yeah. they've now <laughs> gone to three, um, they have now got, a, like, they were touching 800, 900,000. I think they'd gone over a million at different stages. So that is absolutely huge for them. Uh, there was the golf, the men's and the women's as well. Now, just before we get to the actual numbers, explain, I think there's a lot of people who are upset with the fact that Channel 9 didn't tell people they were going to cut away from the golf and they did it right in the middle of a Minwoo backswing, I think it was. So um, timing wasn't great on that one. But is there a way to explain that, um, given the fact that it's not a nine broadcast, it's actually an Australian Open golf broadcast? Yeah, I think you kind of explained it yourself there because it was a um, it was a golf a golf broadcast not a nine broadcast nine made less of an effort to accommodate viewership moving across as well as um, you know they could putting it on multi channels and so, like when you have your own broadcast you always kind of put more priority behind it yeah so I think it was just an accident I think any of it was intentional but you get why viewers were upset but obviously there's always room for human error and it's always like these kind of um like tier two or tier three sports depending on how you categorize it um always kind of hard to factor into planning or how do you adjust you know a hundred and um viewers overall is pretty good you know comparable to aflw wbbl matildas um but it's not the type of thing where they've probably built as much of a plan around it like the nrl the afl the test match where you've got a much larger team yeah uh, based around it especially when you're doing your own broadcast you can imagine there's being much wider hands across yeah. the plan and the execution which kind of led to some of the stuff that happened but you know and it's considering that golf is really a thing they care about once a year with the Australian Open, and it's similar to how F1 is only on free to air once a year, it creates like a bit of a delicate um, balancing act of trying to get it right, which you know this year they might have skewed a little bit too far the other way. Yeah, I said last week that if Tiger Woods, he was talking about getting around the course, and if Tiger Woods wanted to play and 
use a cart that they should allow him to do that. The incredible thing about his his tournament over there in, I think it was in Bermuda, the Hero World Challenge, and there were 73,000 people watching in Australia. <laughs> nearly, nearly as many people watching in Australia as as were watching the local, were watching Tiger Woods just to see Tiger right. go around. People love talent. Like it's always sports yeah. within a star-based game, especially from a broadcast point of view. When you people want to watch the best, and the Tiger's got that mythical kind of level to it, like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, yep, Mike Tyson kind of element that people just want to watch him play, even if it's hobbling around on a golf cart, hitting three bogeys in a row. There's like <laughs> they still want to watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you also have that sort of mythical element about you as well, Trent. So, um, as always, mate, great to chat on a Monday. Enjoy your week and, and best of luck with the move. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it.